0: four years I paid off all my debt I paid off all my student loans I paid off my car so right now as it sits before I buy another property I am officially debt-free with a good amount of monies in my account and so if I can do it you can do it so definitely just you have to hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Tiwa Taylor in this episode I want to explain the process that I recently just went through of purchasing and selling my house. And how I did it, I ended up making a 46% return on my investment. It was also a multi-unit property. So for the last almost five years when I was living in Illinois, I practically lived for free because my tenants were paying for my mortgage. And I wanted to explain to all of you how I went about doing that because it really has been a life-changing decision for me. And if I can do it, you can do it so i hope you this episode brings you a ton of value and you do further research beyond just my video because there is so much to learn in the world of real estate and if you do find any value please consider like sharing or subscribing like i always tell you it is very important that we support share contribute to products services creators that reflect our values and that we gain knowledge from so others can also gain knowledge and that we can just support and prop up people that we want to that are doing good for themselves and others and that we can learn from so in this episode i have a whiteboard behind me that i'm going to be kind of breaking down the numbers for you but before i go over the numbers i want to explain to you how i even got into real estate so I was graduating i was in my last semester of college and my uncle told me to read a book rich dad poor dad i actually have told this story in the past because it's it's really what triggered me to go into the field of work that i've been doing for the last few years so i read rich dad poor dad and it absolutely just changed my life the understanding of what is an asset what is a liability and the opportunities that can come of learning about monies and particularly in my situation real estate So when I moved to Illinois, I lived by myself and I really didn't have family or friends around me. I didn't have any family or friends around me. So I started going to these real estate meetups. I would just go on the meetup app and I started driving around where is where I met my mentor, partner, real estate broker, Chris Davis. I just went there and I explained to them what I was looking for. I wanted a multi-unit property so I could live in one unit, rent out the other. And that's where I happened to meet Chris who is an investor himself, a very successful one at that. He has. I think about 30-ish buildings around, floating around 70 units, maybe give or take, because a lot of his buildings are multi-units. That his, that's his preferred avenue of choice when it comes to real estate investing. So that's how I met him. And he was actually the one who helped me purchase my property back in December of 2017. And it was great to have a realtor who was an investor because they, for one, they can help you run the numbers. They usually have a team of people who help manage their buildings which is really important especially for a newbie like me who lives alone and doesn't have any help around me or any contacts i was able to confide in chris and he was able to provide me with those contacts support help allow me to pick his brain so he was actually the realtor who helped me purchase my property I had to do some work to it, it was pretty much cosmetic work. I purchased an older property, it was at one point a single family home and it's been converted into a two unit property. I don't know exactly when, but by the time I purchased it, it was now a two unit property. So I had to do some cosmetic work and I had to buy some Uh, appliances because the upstair unit didn't have everything. But for the most part, the bones were good. There wasn't anything immediately that needed to be addressed for the property to function sufficiently and to have someone live in the property. So I purchased it back in 2017 and I actually just sold it. My selling process was, it had its difficulties. And for any of you who work in real estate or who have bought or sold a property you know there's it's always something there's always something so i never want you to explain even though i had a success at it and there's a little bit you know taking risks seeking opportunity and then luck all combined it together allowed me to have a successful experience so i want to explain to you guys the numbers i actually of how i actually went into it and then i will also explain the issues that arose because you might face them yourself and it's not something to be Freak out about you know there it can be solved it is difficult it's an emotional situation thankfully i've been a realtor for the last three years so it wasn't anything surprising to me but for some of you you may not have worked in the industry or ever bought or sold a house so work with someone who is reliable who is educated knowledgeable and successful like chris not only is he a a successful agent he's also a successful investor so i trusted him and i ended up working for him he's been my mentor and honestly meeting him was at this point in my life the most substantial thing that happened to me. He really did change my life and I hope he knows that. And if he's watching this, shout out to Chris Davis. He owns Inspire Realty Group in Elgin, Illinois. Great guy, successful, smart, intelligent, and a great mentor for me for the last few years. So I actually do have an interview with him that he allowed me to take up some of his busy schedule to interview him and kind of discuss the process that he goes through when he buy sells flips real estate and how he breaks down his numbers so if you're interested in that go take a look and let's get into kind of the process of me buying and then selling my house so Like I said, I purchased it in 2017. I actually purchased it for $130,000. So it was on the lower end and I wanted to find something that just needed really cosmetic work. I didn't wanna do a lot of heavy lifting or total rehabs because like I said, I was living alone, but I could, my mom's very handy. So she would come visit me. She can fix anything you know she's just she's great so when she would come over we painted we did a backsplash we redid my bathroom we repainted all my cabinets in the kitchens like we did little things like that but it made a big difference as far as the overall aesthetic inside the property as well as the appeal to renters when it was a little bit more modern so I when I purchased my property there was actually Uh, first-time homebuyer assistance programs from the state of Illinois that they are providing funds to first-time homebuyers to help them purchase the property. For any of you who watch my content, you know I'm not a fan of big government, but that said, if there are programs out there for you, take advantage of them because you pay a lot of taxes and that's what that's the framework that they provided to you. So take advantage of that. So I actually got two, there was two programs going on at the time. In total, I got $9,000 in down, pay, down payment assistance programs. And one of them was that I have to live in the property for at least five years. I think now it's 10, it might not even be, um, it might actually be a loan now where you have to pay it all back. But I got lucky and thankfully, I lived almost five years it would have been five years come this december actually and i ended up selling no next december no this december Hmm. 2017 it's 2021 next december i can do math so i ended up having to pay it back in a prorated amount so they deducted what i owed based off the amount of time that i actually occupied the property so i purchased it in I purchased it in 2017 for $130,000. I had $9,000 in closing cost assistance from the state of Illinois, and then I actually had closing costs from the sellers because when you're negotiating deals, a lot of the times, given the market, um, the sellers are willing to provide some closing costs to the buyers as long as their bottom line still is at a number that is acceptable to them to allow the buyers to alleviate some of their closing costs, their out-of-pocket expenses, because it's expensive to buy a home. So I did that and I also, when I purchased the property, it was in December, so in Illinois that's a slower time for buyers initially, so I had a little bit more opportunity to negotiate this deal, so at closing, the amount of monies that I had to bring to the table out of pocket was $1,100. So I practically had nothing out of pocket when I was purchasing this $130,000 property and I did it on a 3% conventional loan. So there's a difference between FHA and conventional loan. I do have another video where I interview my friend Nate Gould, who is a mortgage broker, and we kind of explain the differences in the loan process. So check that out if you're more interested in actually the loan process and what it takes to obtain a home mortgage. So like I said, at closing, I was $1,100 out of pocket. Initially, when I consider all the work that I did to it, the appliances that I had to buy, and then I had some mishaps around the way where I had to put money into my property, I'm about $11,000 in. So that was about my rehab closing cost that I would configure as far as the number goes. And then remind you, I have a two unit property. So for the duration of me occupying that property, which was just over, which was about four years, is that I had tenants living in my bottom unit. So there's a two bedroom unit on the bottom floor and then a one bedroom unit in the first floor where I occupied the, the top floor for the one bedroom and I rented out the lower unit because I wanted to rent it out for more money and it actually covered my entire mortgage for the most part. For the first three years I had or for the first two years and it completely covered my mortgage and then for the last year I worked out a deal with one of my tenants because I wanted him to stay I knew I was going to move and he took really good care of the property and I just liked him as a person and so I enjoyed having him live there rather than having to find a new tenant because that does add additional cost to you when you have vacancies you have to fill those vacancies maybe make some improvements to the property so you have to just I calculated what I would have lost compared to what I potentially could have made if I heightened the rent back up and I decided to work with them. And so for the last year I was it wasn't totally covering my mortgage, but almost. <laughs> so I lived practically for free, of course, like splitting utilities we had to do, and I paid for other expenses when it came to my houses. But as far as my mortgage payment, my tenant paid for almost the whole thing for the full duration of me living in the property. So now I want to kind of go over the exact numbers of how I, purchased it and how I sold it now. And then I'll kind of go over the issues I had with selling my property. So maybe maybe because in the future you guys might run into it and then you can stay calm in a situation that can be very emotional for many people. So I have a whiteboard with me today and you know what? I don't know if it's going to be backwards because I don't know. I guess we'll see. So this is the return on investment. We're going to calculate your return on your investment. So your return on your investment, or ROI, when you get into the field of investing, real estate, you have to learn the terminology, is your net return. So that's going to be your profit and then your total cost divided by your total cost. So, yeah. Okay. So I purchased the property for $130,000. I put, like I told you, $11,000 in and that that was my closing cost as well as my rehab cost. So with my purchase price and my closing rehab, it was about $141,000. I recently sold it for $195,000. Now I just put $195,000, but if you actually looked up my property, I sold it for $200,000, but I gave the, the buyers a $5,000 seller's credit, like I kind of mentioned briefly uh, a little bit earlier in the conversation to help the buyers alleviate some of that closing cost. So when you actually, the net that I actually sold it for was 195 dollars and then, so when you take my total return, so I took 195 minus the 130, which was $65,000, and then I divided it by my total cost, which was $141,000, I made a 46% return on my investment. Now, it's probably even higher than that because, like I said, when I was living in the property, they were actually paying for my mortgage. So when I sold the property, I didn't sell it at my mortgage being $130,000. I actually sold it at being $114,000 because while I was living there, I was paying down the principal payment. So And my tenants were actually the ones paying down that payment. So it was probably a little bit higher, but for the idea of conceptualization, and I apologize for the light because it's like beaming right in my eye and I'm just in my sunroom and I don't really have an office at this point, so the coloring's a little bit off. But, um, so I just wanted to explain to you, those are the rough numbers. And when you calculate your return on your investment, so when you're running your numbers to purchase a property, you want to be able to know about what is my rehab cost? what is my monthly payment going to be look is going to look like do i have holding costs do i need to do major rehabs before i or someone else can move into the property and then an estimate of how long you're going to hold on to it and what you can sell for so i did look into that i just recently sold my property and for any of you who are involved in the real estate market you understand the market has been insane so i I bought at a pretty decent time. Interest rates were still relatively low. I was a 4.8 interest rate back in 2017 and that was low. They went all the way down to the twos uh, recently and the real estate market was very intense. So I ended up making a very good return on my investment property and it honestly is life changing because of the amount of monies I now have to invest in myself and my Passions go forward and I will be moving to florida and so it helps me purchase another property in when I get to florida so now to explain to you guys the issues I had with selling my property just so you know it's not Even when I had the property and I was an owner a landlord, especially being a landlord at such a young age I was renting to people for the most part older than I it could be a little bit intimidating or just because you know you're you're having to charge them rent you're having to keep them in line because it is your property and there's that age difference which can be intimidating and maybe even a little bit difficult but it's something that is navigable and something i definitely recommend because bringing that much responsibility onto you at a young age is something that will set you up for just a lot of lessons to be learned and a lot of progress in the future and they're just priceless lessons, I guess you could say, to have that responsibility, especially at such a young age, and then just use that to progress in the future and to have future success. So it's something that was totally life changing, especially now that I've made a good return, and it'll help me in the future. And I have a lot in store and a lot of things planned. And so this financial situation that I put myself in. I also, because I was living practically for free the last four years, I paid off all my debt, I paid off all my student loans, I paid off my car. So right now, as it sits before I buy another property, I am officially debt free with a good amount of monies in my account. And so if I can do it, you can do it. So definitely just, you have to be willing to take calculated risks like you want to take risks which is how you get rewards but you don't want to be foolish you want to always do your research i listened to bigger pockets a lot when i first started they're a real estate investment uh podcast and they just have a lot of good tools i read books and of course i met my mentor chris davis who i just can't say enough positive things about him and how much he changed my life and i will be coming out with a video on the importance of a mentor because it is truly life-changing so i went to go sell. So that's kind of my little off rant on my situation. But when I purchased my property, and then when I sold my property, I was a little bit lucky because I was able to sell in one of the highest real estate markets in history. So I obviously made like my property appreciated from 130 to $200,000 in just four years. That's insane. In my opinion, it's not healthy appreciation. I have also videos on that. But it is what it is. I got lucky and I took advantage of the economy and the real estate market as it was. So, when I originally went to go sell my house, Chris actually had a buyer who was interested, so we took we went off we off market, we went under contract and he was a police officer. And so the week of closing, he act, it actually fell through because he got put on administrative leave where he was still working and he was still getting or he wasn't working but he was still getting paid. But for any of you who have applied to a loan, the banks are very particular in what's going on with your employment. So his works, uh, his paycheck, even though he was still receiving a said administrative leave and he didn't know when he was returning back to work. And so I extended it for two weeks, but I really didn't wanna miss the window of opportunity that the real estate market currently was. So we ended up canceling the deal, unfortunately. So it was like at the 11th hour, I was no longer living in Illinois. I moved back to Michigan with my mom until I could find a place in Florida. So it was a bummer, but it is what it is, it happened. So I had to relist the property, got it back under contract within I think 48 hours at the same price, so I was happy with that went through the attorney inspection review period because in Illinois we are represented by attorneys for the most part. And so we once you sign off the AI, which is the attorney in, um, inspection review period, then it's only the loan process that has to move forward. Well, my buyer got cold feet. He was living out of state and he no longer wanted the property, but we already came to an agreement. So he had a $2,000 earnest money, which is like a deposit for buyers when they're putting an offer on the table, they put down an earnest money Check for whatever amount them and the sellers agree upon. So, because we already came to an agreement, I said no. That's not how this works. He's not going to get his earnest money back. So I was able to keep that two thousand dollars earnest money, which was helpful because uh, my my uh, my property ended up originally supposed to, was supposed to close in October, October eighth, to be exact, and then just closed December seventeenth. So actually, that two thousand dollars helped me cover my expenses for the elongated closing process so that happened once it fell through again i relisted it got it back under contract fairly quickly within i believe again 48 hours but now it was a little bit tricky because usually when you relist properties like that especially working with buyers i know it very well they're now concerned why is it relisted what's wrong with the property and so you have to explain that situation and nothing was wrong with the property First buyer was financing, second buyer got cold feet, and then I was able to get it back under contract for $200,000 with a $5,000 credit, which was actually higher than my original offer with Chris because it was actually $200,000 with a $10,000 credit. And I was willing to eat the higher credit because I didn't have to list it, I was working with Chris. And it was just an easier transaction, so I thought. So I was willing to give up more funds to help him. And, you know, I got help when I was first buying a house and it changed my life. It was easier for me to have the additional savings to do any touch ups or cosmetic work to the property, as well as if something happened, I wasn't panicked because I didn't just drain my savings to purchase this property. So it was a decision I was willing to do. So when I first got it under contract, the one that fell through, it was 200,000 with $10,000 seller's credit. So I was at 190, where my last contract that just closed on Friday, December 17th, I, it was actually $200,000 with a $5,000 credit. So 195 plus I received that $2,000 verse um, of earnest money for that buyer who decided to back out of the contract after it was already legally binding that we were moving forward. So it ended up working out for me, but it's always something, especially in the world of real estate and I'm sure other industries, but particularly in real estate because I worked in it and I saw it. So. It ended up working out, it can be an emotional process, but just no issues happen, it's normal, especially when it's a large transaction, like something like real estate, it's one of the largest purchases many people will ever make, so they're very emotional throughout the process. And it's just a very tedious process between the banks, the title, the state, the buyers, the sellers, so it always is usually, it's always something, you can count on something to go wrong or at least be an inconvenience, but, It worked out in the end, and I am very happy with the results. I learned a lot, not only buying and selling my property, but becoming a landlord, a homeowner, and just taking on that responsibility of being a homeowner, of being a landlord, and then navigating the process to buy and sell my first investment property that not only allowed me to pay off all my debt, but have put me in a financial situation where I have a little bit more freedom to decide what I want to do. I get to be home for the holidays for Christmas, which I haven't been able to do in the last five years for a long period of time to see friends and family without feeling rushed to go back to Illinois. And I'm looking forward to moving to Florida and continuing my education as far as real estate goes. I'll always invest in real estate. I don't think I'll, I'm not going to be a real tour because there's other avenues and industries that I would like to get into. Uh, but it, I will always be an investor in real estate because it's It's something that's controllable, it's tangible. For the most part controllable, there's always gonna be issues, but for the vast majority, if you know what you're doing and you're educated and you have people around you that also know what they're doing, then it is an asset that is in your control for the most part and it's tangible and it's something that I'm interested in and understand and it can position you to have a lot of opportunities in your life. So I definitely recommend doing it. I hope this provided you some information and insight on how it can be done. And like I said, always do your own research. I definitely recommend the book Rich Dad Poor Dad if you have not already read it. I don't listen to it all the time anymore, but the Bigger Pockets, the Bigger Pockets podcast helped me tremendously. Going to meetups, meeting up with investors, the internet is full with full of information and platforms to learn from then of course if you're lucky enough to find a mentor like i was it is something that is just so important and sometimes just the missing piece that everyone needs when they have the drive they have the ambition they have the abilities the capabilities and sometimes mentors will see those those capabilities in you before you see them in yourself but once you have that mentor and then they help you navigate whatever industry that it is that you're in the sky's the limit so i hope you found some value of this information uh do some further investigation learn how to calculate money return on investments because money runs the world it's important you understand money and it's if you want to be financially independent to have freedom to do what you would like to do and to not be dependent on the government or a job. It is important to learn how to do investments. It doesn't have to be crypto. It doesn't have to be real estate, but to learn how to invest in something um, because that's how people obtain true wealth. And then once you have that knowledge and that human capital to continue the knowledge that you've already learned, that's how the rich get richer because they have the skills and then they have the money and it's a snowball effect and you can just grow your portfolio. So it's important to learn those things. I hope you found value from this. If you did, as always, consider like, sharing, subscribing. I will be having another video on the importance of mentorship. Check out my other videos. I have an interview with Chris. I have one with um, a friend of mine, Nate Gould, that is a lender. I talk about the economy and the real estate market, what it's like being a realtor, why I think the economic crisis that we are in the midst of about to enter is at the fault of the government. So check it out. Let me know what you think. As always, I appreciate you joining me. I hope you found some value from this and I look forward to hearing from you, seeing you soon and God bless. Take care. Educate yourself. Fiscal and personal responsibility is the way forward for every individual in a country and a society if we want to sustain a successful, prosperous society for years to come. So thank you. God bless. And See you soon.